Welcome to Cardboard Box Games. I'm Adam. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about Artifact Control and Age of Ascension. And this was a recommendation in one of our last videos by one of the viewers of the show. So let's jump into it. All right, this is episode 30, which is awesome. And I wanted to start it off because one of the things that we've talked a lot about, and I've also heard it in some of the comments, is that artifact control seems like there isn't enough of it. There's not, there's not enough artifact control for how powerful artifacts are. So we wanted to take a look at the numbers, and we took some advice, and we actually had it broken up by rarity as well, too. But it's actually pretty surprising the, num the way the numbers actually pan out. But before we jump into that, I want you guys to, to we're going to go around the table and let's name an artifact that we are the scaredest of. So when someone plays this artifact, like you're the most nervous of. And I'll start with you, Adam. Do you have an artifact? Because you've been the one looking at them the most lately. So for me, I think it's either um, Grump Buggy or Proclamation uh, 364E. 3460E, yeah. 3460E. Let me uh, verify something real quick. Yeah, yep, we're good. Both of the cards are pretty scary to me because if they have Grump Buggy in their deck, that means they have Bromnar creatures in their deck. That means they have high creatures. Mm. And Proclamation um, 346E, it's just very hard to deal it's with. It's just almost always active. Yeah. You need a creature from each and every single house on the board. Yeah, well, you need to have... And it's very easy for your opponent to pick off the one house and then your keys cost eight. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I played games where I had to play pay eight almost every time for my key because I could not keep three different houses of creatures on the board. And sometimes I have houses that only have like four creatures in it, which aren't ideal, but it's hard. It is pretty hard, yeah. So yours is Grump Buggy or Proclamation th 3460. So honestly, those were mine as well. Like actually, number one is probably Proclamation 3460, and it's amazing to me how strong that is. And number two was Grump Buggy. Um, number three for me was Lash of Broken Dreams, because I feel like that card can also get your opponent a lot of value. I feel like that's one that, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, there's also a few other notable ones in my mind, but we'll talk about those in a little bit. Do you have, a, do you have an artifact that stands out to you? Um, I agree with you, Dad. Um, I think Grump Buggy is pretty good. I can't really say that. Proclamation. Proclamation. That card is costing me the game so many times. The Lash has really good value, gives you so much value, and it's hard. we don't have that much artifact control, so you can't really get rid of it. And also, I think Key to Dicks is a good one. Because Key to Dicks is good, You yeah. can just wipe the board, which is pretty good if you might have some synergies like Dust Imp and Disgain 2 Amber, you know? I think it's a pretty good card, also. The shards are also pretty painful across the board. Almost every shard, if you get play against a deck that has multiple shards in it, they just add up so much value. But... With that said, let's jump into the number of artifact control cards per house in Age of Ascension. Now, here's where it gets tricky, because what is artifact control? And we were asking ourselves the same question. For example, does it, like a nex the card Nexus, for example, it's a Shadows creature, it's three power elusive. When you reap with it, you may use one of your opponent's artifacts. You just use it. Is that really artifact control? That is where things get tricky to me. Unless if the artifact is a sacrifice. 
Yeah, I mean, there there are cases like that, because you can take out, like, a... It um, also, like, stops them from using it their turn. For though. one turn. Yep. All right, so I'm kind of borderline on that. So let's just say that, because, you know, if we th if we count those, it's one number. If we don't count those, it's another number. So let's just start with saying, like, um, let's just, let's just kind of keep it into the point where things like remote access and things like Nexus, you know, maybe we do count those as artifact control. What do you guys, what do you think, Adam? And the numbers that you put together here, did you count those? I count the remote access. I forgot about Nexus. Okay. Um, but they both do the same thing, basically. Yeah. So I think they would count because it at least stalls your opponent for a turn. And like barehanded, for example, it returns each artifact to the top of your deck. I think that's stopping. I think them that's also. artifact control too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's first talk about the very best, the very best um, artifact control card in the set. What do you think it is? Uh, I believe it's Poltergeist. I agree, Poltergeist. Poltergeist is the one that lets you use and then destroy it. And just if you if the artifact can't be used, you still destroy it. I think, I mean, I agree with you. That's a great artifact to destroy, but also destroy them all. Destroy them all? I mean, if you have that and you have no Mars creatures, just play it. Destroy That's all true. artifacts. And you gain an Amber for playing it. Well, destroy all destroys one artifact. Yeah, it destroys, no, uh, destroys one artifact, one creature, one, creature, one, one upgrade. Yeah, one creature, one upgrade, one artifact. Wasn't there a card? One there one? is. What is that called? Yeah, EMP Black. That's EMP Black. That's what, that EMP was the card I was thinking of. That's, that's in card. Call of Archon. Yeah. Oh, never mind. And <laughs> yeah. that card, yeah, that card is actually kind of interesting. I have blown up three or four artifacts with this um, EMP Blast. Good memory on that name. Okay, so in Brobnar... From what we found, there is only one rare card for artifact control, and it's barehanded. It doesn't actually even destroy the artifacts. It just puts them all back on the deck. Yours included. Yep. On top. Or... Yep. Yeah. So, Brabnar, you're not going to have artifact control. Barehanded buys you a couple turns, maybe. Um, I mean... They're probably going to draw it on their next turn because they're playing some cards. Play and it, it and wait the next turn. And they have to play it. So I guess in theory, you've probably bought yourself two turns. Two turns, and they may do it. Worst case scenario, the third turn. Likely not, though. So maybe barehanded. Barehanded is probably pretty good, actually, because it clogs up their hand, and they really don't want to have to wait another turn to activate strong artifacts. And then in this, there is only one artifact control. There's also a couple other ones, like maybe's. Like we've got on here Tesmol maybe or Tentacus because yeah. Tesmol can stop the opponent from playing that house. Yeah, and Tentacus makes your opponent pay you one amber to use an artifact. Yeah, I didn't really know to count those or not. Yeah, those are just kind of like um, Tesmol's kind of kind of like that though if you think about it. But really, the only one is the Poltergeist one that we is uncommon too. So you're not going to see it very often. You're going to see it some. I've played against a deck that had two of them before, which is pretty awesome. Because I turned one Lash of Broken Dreams, they poltergeisted it. I turned, turned two my um, Gauntlet of Command, and then they poltergeisted it. I'm like, what? I'm not going to have any artifacts <laughs> this game. Uh, okay, so in Logos, we've counted two, and that includes Remote Access and Crazy Killing Machine. In Call of Archons, there was a few more with, like, Bouncing Death Quark and... and um, there's a creature to uh, Neutron Shark. Neutron oh, Shark. Oh, right, right. Neutron Shark. And I don't think that's an Age of Ascension from what I've seen. Sadly. So. 
I don't think so. Unless you get legacy. Though. So really, there's a few ways to destroy artifacts. Um, crazy Killing Machine is rare. Remote access is uncommon. Again, remote access is kind of on the weaker end, but I have used it to like use a Lash of Broken Dreams on my opponent before. And it, it buys you some time a little bit. Uh, destroy them all in Mars. So Mars has one that we've counted, and it's uncommon. And destroy them all is the destroy creature, destroy an upgrade, destroy an artifact. And just, you know, like if you don't have, if your opponent doesn't have an artifact, you got to blow up one of your own artifacts. So it's a little bit, a little bit iffy. This is another one that I think is incredibly good. In Sanctum, there is one, and it's called Gorm of Om. It's an uncommon. It itself is an artifact. Yeah. And is it an action? It's an Omni. It's an Omni ability. Yes. That uh, lets you sacrifice it and blow up an artifact, right? Correct. And you've got a deck with that that you've been playing against me on that. And I've actually got to the point... um, where it's like, okay, well, I'll just have to play this artifact knowing that it's going to die. And <laughs> it's actually pretty scary because you know that your opponent's going to use it as soon as they can. Uh, anything to say about Gormavom? There's also another one that I was thinking about from Call Archons, which I don't think it made its way over, is the one that returns an artifact to your hand. I, that's um, Oh, um, like Reliquary? The, yeah, something? something like that. Yeah. And I think that card is actually... Pretty good. It is awesome, yeah. It is an action, so you have to call Sanctum in that case. But that is not an Age of Ascension. In Shadows, we've got Nexus, and we've got Snecklifter. Snecklifter is a rare, one of my absolute favorite cards in the entire set. I really want an awesome Snecklifter deck. I would love to have two Snecklifters, because what's better than blowing up an artifact? Taking over. Stealing the artifact. Yes. And that is actually something I've been thinking about for beating a deck that maybe we'll talk about at the end here. Um, and then Grasping Vines is one in Untamed, which is uncommon. It returns up to three artifacts to, to their owner's hands. Hand. Yep. Can be useful. It, yeah, it clogs up their hand. And it says up to three, so you don't have to return your own. Yeah, so you're not forced. And I also think um, the other interesting thing with it is I, I do believe... It, it's nice to clog up their hand, but I also think it gives you an amber for playing it. It does, yes. Which is pretty cool, actually. So that's it. Like, we're talking two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-ish. You know, some of them are fuzzy, like forcing your opponent to play a house or pay you amber. We're not counting those. And maybe we missed a couple. So maybe maybe ten, ten or so Age of Ascension artifact control cards and not a single one that we counted in common. So we either missed them, or there is just uncommon or rare cards that deal with artifacts. Do you guys feel like there is a lack of artifact control? Yes, I do. Well, look, there's so many artifacts. We'll talk about the number of artifacts, you're right. <laughs> well, you're playing a deck, though, and you're in a sealed event. The, the tournament that you lost was against that Proclamation 34 6E. Yeah. And you had no way to deal with that. Because hmm. most decks that I get have very little, if any, artifact control. I believe a deck is good if you actually have artifact control and good artifacts. I don't I think that I up. got any AOA deck with artifact control, honestly. You've probably gotten some of the little ones like Barehanded or Grasping Vines. I've only opened one Age of Ascension deck with Snecklifter, too, which I ended up not being that didn't good. didn't open any... With Snecklifter. Oh, I love Snecklifter so much. Um, 
So let's talk about the number of artifacts. And again, this is just an Age of Ascension, so this includes the ones that are carried over. In Brobnar, there are nine. In Dis, there are eight. In Logos, there are twelve. In Mars, there are eight. In Sanctum, there are nine. In Shadows, there are nine. In Untamed, we surprisingly only have five. So that is a lot of artifacts across seven houses. We're There's... talking... 9, 8, 12, 8, 9, 9. Almost like, you know, if you think about it, probably 60 artifacts. in the, And yet we have like 7 or 8 or 9 artifact control cards. To be fair, some of the cards aren't, some of the artifacts aren't really that scary to play against. You don't need it for every... There are 60 artifacts in all. 60 artifacts. Um, That's insane. And there's only like 10 cards I can actually get rid of them. And yeah, they're all uh, rare and I'm... Common. Yeah, and a lot of the artifacts are common. Um, yeah, so like even Gauntlet of Command is something that you really want to be able to have a chance to get rid of. Grump Buggy, for sure. Of course. Especially if your opponent has a big... Brownar um, board. Creature or board. Sanctum. Yeah, so I mean, I, I really do think finding a deck, especially like that one I played against that had like two Poltergeist, that just steps your deck up a level. If the rest of the deck is solid... And you get some decent artifact control, it puts you in a place where you're just not going to get behind because some of these artifacts just add up with so much extra value over time. Some of them are just like little annoyances. Others are like game changing. In my in my opinion, Grump Buggy being one and Proclamation 346E being another. Because those are just static effects that are there. That is incredible to me. Like your key opponent's keys just always cost eight. Just for playing an artifact, it's just amazing. It is a rare card, though, so... But it is really awesome. But it is really good. Yeah. Um, he's got a deck with that, and it is so brutal to play against. Uh, so anyway, I guess... You know, if we were thinking about like going into the next set, I feel like we... I feel like the shift should add a little bit of, like... A little bit of cards that can do more than one thing. So, like the, um, I would love like EMP Blast is kind of interesting, but I I really think they should have cards that like wipe artifacts more. There is a Logos card that we're forgetting about, which after you forge a key, destroy all artifacts. And Strange all. Gizmo. Strange yeah. Gizmo. I yeah. like that guy. So that's um, that's kind of artifact control. Destroy as well, all artifacts. Too. Destroy all creatures. Creature. It basically destroy. wipes the board. It's like yeah. So that is another artifact control card that you can kind of put in there. And that I think they should less how much how many artifacts there are and add more artifact to control, because sixteen all artifacts only ten, that's doesn't really. Add. But not all of them are really good. Like um. I mean, there are some good ones though. Gauntlet Command, Grump Buggy. Like most, I like most of these artifacts. There's some that I'm like, eh, like Epic Quest, or you know, I'm just. They need to add last artifacts to the game, in my opinion. Yeah, so the one that I think is like one of the worst is um, it's that Sanctum one. Let me see if I can find the name of it on here. Hollowed Shield. It's that one that just makes your creature invincible for the turn. I personally never used it. I've never gotten it. Whenever I had the card, I just played it and never touched it ever again, basically. And the worst thing is when your opponent returns it to your hand, you're like, oh, no. Okay. So I've started discarding it. I played against the deck that had that Sanctum card. I just kept returning artifacts to my hand 
So I'm like, oh, I'm just getting rid of this. I do not want this in my hand anymore. It's like so <laughs> little value. Um, Epic Quest, I enjoy it. It's just kind of like a gimmicky, kind of fun fun deck to play. And it is a real win condition in my mind. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like Niffle Grounds, Heart of the Forest is one that you kind of need to deal with. World Tree is one you kind of need to deal with. Uh, Iron Obelisk can be one. All the shards... All the shards can add up to be really good value. But some of the shards I feel like are like just annoying. Like Shard of Hate, uh, Stun. Oh my god, that card. And also a Shard of Pain, deal one damage to a creature. I mean, those hurt. So the Stun one, I actually. So when I was playing in a tournament, someone got a three shard deck against me and had all three of them out. And a Lash of Broken Dreams. And I had one card to blow up. I think it was a Poltergeist. I had a Poltergeist to blow up one artifact. So you have. Uh, you have the um, the Mars shard that stuns your creature. Shard of fate. You had the Brobnar one that gives shard you of strength. Shard of, shard of strength, and then the other one is um, I'm trying to remember the Logos one. What's the Logos? Shard of knowledge. That one draws you cards. Yeah. So I think it was that those three and Lash of Broken Dreams. Which one of those would you use your Poltergeist on? Um. It depends how the board state is, but I'd probably pick the Lash. Wait. The Lash? You said... You said Mars. Did your opponent support? Yeah, Mars. They had Mars. They had uh, Brabnar, and they had Logos. Then you said Wait, Lash. you said Oh, Lash. wait. No, so I'm wrong. Yeah, that's what I was no. thinking. That's like, what? Yeah, you're right. Actually, it wasn't the Logos one. It was the Dis one. The Shard of Pain. Okay. The Shard of Pain. Because they kept doing damage to myself. You're right. Thank you for catching that. So, so out of those four, which one would you blow up? I think it would be the Lash, depending on the board state, or either the Shard of Hate. I mean, it depends, because you get to stun three of your creatures. He was stunning three of my creatures every turn. I literally could never have... Like, almost every... He he kept, like... He had a good Mars board, which is why I ended up choosing blowing up the the Mars Shard. Ended up being the wrong choice, I think, because the Lash ended up, like, getting him a lot of value. Mm. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. That was tough. That was my first time playing against shards. That was like back when AOA came out. And I... That's why it's hard to remember exactly. But I definitely remember thinking I should have blown up Last of Broken Dreams. And just been, alright, I'm never going to be able to use my creatures ever again. Like, that's fine. Just play a bunch of stuff. And if I do get to use them, okay. Um, Yeah, that's some of the interesting mechanics that I think the shards introduce. Especially when there are three of them on the board. Because you... You remove one of them, it lessens the effect of the other two, and it stops the one effect completely. So, he definitely, I definitely think Shard of Strength is the weakest one that I've played against so far. I have to agree. Because yeah. I don't think, like, power actually matters. Unless you really have, like, a grump buggy or something that yeah, really that's true. changes the board, but... How much power does it give? Just one for one each. One for each shard. So, like, for him, he was pumping three on something, but it never made an impact in the game. Drawing cards makes an impact. The greed one makes an impact. Like Shard uh, of Hope, I believe, makes an impact. Capturing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So what I would like to see is cards more around the fact that um, they, they're like choices, right? So destroy target artifact or upgrade. Or uh, things like purge target artifact. Just a straight up like... They've got purge creature, why can't we purge an artifact? Those type of thing. 
or an artifact that does something where like more like the kind that returns it to your hand it could be more where you have you have an artifact that's like tap two artifacts that your opponent controls or something to lock them down and it's just exhaust them yeah so i mean there's some like design space there i think to help with artifacts but the problem is like like just tapping down artifacts and they're going to be super strong. I, just probably going to need to give you amber. I mean, it's not of this idea. What if you could stun artifacts? I mean, that I, would be an interesting idea. Hmm. I mean, because you unstun it, but it's still tapped, and you, it's like slows the opponent down by like two turns. I feel no. like that wouldn't work for like speed sigil and stuff like that. Like, a, it wouldn't matter for the static effect. Yeah, it's like speed sigil and uh, I mean, grump buggy, but it, it still, still helps. For like Lash and the shards and things like that would be kind of interesting. How do you see you do all that? Yeah, or a card that a creature that just says your opponent can't use artifacts. Yeah. Or artif text on artifacts is considered blank. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I feel like there's more room and things need to happen, but I really want it to be put on cards that are m more valuable than just artifact control because there's nothing worse than having a card in your hand that destroys an artifact and there never being an artifact. In their entire deck. So I think it, I love the optional thing. Like, you know, stun a creature or an artifact would be kind of neat. Stun, stun a creature or exhaust an artifact would be kind of cool. Yeah. And then, like, if the artifact is already exhausted, destroy it. Something like one-two punch would be yeah. kind of neat, but for artifact. <laughs> yeah. so, some really cool, like, combos. Uh, but optional stuff. Because I think you... If, the problem with artifact control... And this is why I think they designed it this way, is they don't want dead cards in your hand. And there are times that you're going to have dead cards in your hand if you have a lot of artifact control. So I think they've gone the right way. I think the design should shift a little bit to be more optionality, more do this or this type thing, or wipe all artifacts, or, you know, like Oath of Poverty, but in reverse. So like, it'd be neat to play a card that's like lose an amber, um, so you play it, you lose an amber, and for every amber loss, that way you can destroy an opponent's artifact. That would be Or fun. destroy your own artifacts to gain amber. So like a kind of like, yeah. so like you can wipe both. Uh, but anyway, I think artifact control, they definitely need to reconsider, because there's too many games that I've been playing, and we'll talk about this deck now. So Adam, the last tournament you won, right, you went 3-0 at it, 4-0 at it? 4-0, yeah. And the deck that he's been playing, we've been just trying to play against this deck, and it is only an 80 SAS. Wait, deck. I didn't win though. 80 SAS and 50 ERC. No, he won that one. This is the one in Jacksonville. Oh, Jack. Okay, I was confused. So he got uh, an 80 SAS, and then the um, the ranky score was in the 50s. I I think so. Yeah, okay, around that. But it's it's definitely not like a top tier deck. But the deck is ridiculous. I'm I've been playing it with against it with a eighty-eight sass and a ninety-eight ranky, and I just cannot beat that deck. And I've I cycled through seven decks yesterday playing against it, some of them two matches, and he won every single one of them with that deck. And it's really crazy because there's just some interesting combos in there. Cause if you were to look at the deck, you're like, oh, this is kinda good. But the way it plays is phenomenal. Proclamation 346E is actually a big part of that in that deck. It, I don't think it's it in that deck. That. It's in a different deck. Oh, I'm deck. thinking of a different deck? Yeah. So what was the other deck? The other deck... Um, um, Titan Mechanics and... Oh, Interdimensional Graph. Interdimensional Graph, yeah. yeah. So what, 
the other deck you're thinking about is the one that you kind of destroyed me. Even if even oh, I'm still getting two decks confused now. Yeah. Okay, that's right because the one that we were playing against yesterday was the Call of Archons deck, so it didn't yeah. have that. Yeah, and it and you have like four artifacts in there. I remember you having like a bunch out. And he has the artifact control Gormavam, right? Yeah, he has Gormavam. Yeah, it, and the worst thing is like he just seems to always have abilities to capture things, and he's got large creatures. He has two mothers in that deck. Tell me if I'm getting the decks mixed up again. No, you got it right, yeah. Two mothers in that deck. Two Titan Mechanics, two Interdimensional Graphs, which is a fun combo to do. Yeah, he'll go Titan Mechanic, Titan Mechanic, Interdimensional Graph, so I forge my key for four, but he'll take all the remaining Amber, so then he forges the next turn. It's really fun, because even I do my Asma on my opponent, so then they build even more Amber, and then I just steal it all. But yeah, really fun. Yeah, it's actually quite difficult, actually, to play against that deck, and... There's one third. I, I ended up getting down to a point where I had like 20 amber, and he interdimensional graphed me because I was on my first key. He had two. I'm like, I just got to go all in. Figured out some ways to do it. Got up to 20 amber, forged my second key, but because of interdimensional graft, he took 14 amber from me. And I like I have too much to protect in my deck, and I have doorstep to heaven, and I have routine jobs, and I have urchin. Like I've got a lot of control, but the problem is. It didn't matter because the second I would like drop him, I'd make him lose like five amber for doorstep to heaven, and he'd gain it right back the next turn. And every card he seems to play has amber. Plus, he'd always have Titan mechanic on the flanks a lot of times. So even with doorstep to heaven, I couldn't stop him from forging. It's ridiculous. But anyway, our goal for this week is to figure out how to beat that deck. And I think I have some strategies. I really do think Andrew has a deck that could stand good against it because it has a lot of board wipes. And because the ones that I had that even had board wipes in it, he's got so much armor that a lot of times I can't get them damaged. So the one I was playing, you have to be damaged. Save the pack. Save the pack. I have five decks. I have one deck that has five board wipes. So I'm thinking like, and it actually does pretty good. I'm wondering if like a deck like that would stand up against it well. Because he does rely pretty heavily on his Sanctum creatures. I do, yeah. So just to throw that out there, like um, Sass and... Ranky score does not mean everything. And, and also, ARC. if you don't know what Ranky is, it's a new app oh, that, yeah. um, that helps uh, evaluate your deck even more. It's just a good way to sort your decks. It's weird, though, because I had a 70 SAS stack go to like a 27 rating. That's because AERC is rated pretty highly in Ranky, from what I can tell. And the problem is, is like even a racing deck against Adam's deck that he's got doesn't matter because he just always interdimensional graphs to take your remaining amber so you have to just try to sit at a point where you're always getting six amber but if you do that he can always stop you because he's got like a million capture things and it's a really interesting some point it might be cool to like dissect like the different combos and things you do in there because there are like some neat things that you pull off one of them that i really like is you have the uh protectorist protectress creature yeah which you reap and make a guy invincible and then so you'll fight with another guy and then you'll ready him and fight with him again and then you'll play a card Let's to ready and fight with him again i'm like i have two surgeon zakiels on that deck and kills all my stuff it's awesome all my stuff dies and he's captured like three amber by the time all that stuff's done it's like what is going on i also have a speed sigil in that deck which is really fun yes and that's the other thing with novel archivist like archive a card in discard pile 
uh, fight with my Sanctum Creatures capture cards. Yep, hidden stash. Too. Really fun. Yeah. Yep, and I have too much protected him for a ton of amber, and then he just follows it up with interdimensional graft, gets all his amber back. <laughs> like, <laughs> interdimensional graft is actually a surprisingly really good card, especially with two titan mechanics. I can, I can think of one card that can work really well against Amsec. It's Control of the Weak. So you can get yourself check and make them not call logos. Or... But I have Sanctum. No, that make them make them play Shadow. That's a good house to call because I don't really have any shadow cards exactly. that can stop you. The, the thing is, is I so another day we played against each other. Did I play with you, or was this a different deck? Um, or I did my three control the week deck. I don't that remember if it was okay. this deck. It definitely wasn't yesterday, but it was another day. I, I think it might have been the deck that won the box tournament that we did that I was playing against. Anyway, guys, I think that's pretty much all I have for today. I think. Some cool talk about artifact control. Do you guys have anything to close out with? Uh, we should probably talk about what Ranky is and how to get Ranky and how it works. Yeah, just if you go to the App Store, just type in Rank, R-A-N-K-E-Y. E-Y. You can just import all your apps right into it. But the only thing is you need to have registered your decks of Keyforge. That is one thing we found is you, yeah, if you get an error at all, just make sure you go to decks of Keyforge first. And import it. Import your deck, and then it seems to work. Um... I don't know if that's something they're going to fix eventually, where it would auto-import it into Dex Keyforge for you. Probably. Or maybe we're just running into some weird issues. when you add a deck, make sure you click Save so it's actually saved. Because yeah, it doesn't auto-save. Add, add to my deck. Add to decks. I imported, like, 20 decks, and I forgot to click Save, so I had to redo everything. So yeah. don't make the same mistake. Okay. It's at the bottom of the screen, Add to Decks. Yeah, yeah. So all you add to, to my decks. <laughs> It's it automatically safe. All you have to do is go to your Keyforge app and then click share on the deck you want and scroll over to Ranky once you have it downloaded and then go to the bottom of the screen, click add to decks. Yeah. Exactly. And then it's added. It, it does actually import really nicely just by doing the share right to Ranky. It yes. actually is pretty nice. It might take a while because if you have a lot of decks like us, then it takes a long time. Yeah, we were looking. Ready. I have 73 registered. Now. I have 66. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. But once you do have it registered, it's really cool because you can go in a Keyforge app and type in the deck name and then go to it and go to share, go to Ranky and see all your stats there. So you don't have to go scroll through Ranky trying to find all your decks. Oh, one other thing. A lot of key, uh, Age of Ascension or Keyforge stuff in general is on sale. So be sure to check out like your local game store first to see if they have any sales going on. If not, you can always jump on some of the websites like Miniature Market or Amazon even. Because a lot of decks right now are five dollars a deck. Insane. Yeah, so miniature market sold out last time I checked, but for this last week, it might actually be over soon. So if you, you should check right away. Um, but for an unopened deck. For an unopened deck, so I ordered us another box. I have it coming in the mail. So we got it for sixty dollars, where we were paying one hundred twenty nice. before for each box. That's a really good deal. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hmm. All right, guys. Until next week. Keep gaming. Keep gaming. See ya. Bye, guys.